All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast. Part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Hope you're having a good morning wherever you are. How can you not have a good morning? I mean, it's Friday. Of course you're having a good morning. If you can't have a good morning on Friday, then you're doing something wrong. So try to enjoy your day. The weekend's right around the corner. You can find something to do here in the middle of May. Take a break. How about that? Watch some college baseball and take a break. Go play some golf. I don't get to play much golf at this stage of my life. Not with the three kids and running around. I'll be at Brandon tonight for a big uh, high school baseball series. It's South State 6A with a Northwest Rankin traveling to Brandon. So I'll be out there. If any of you on the board, you're in the Brandon area, you'd be out at the game. Hey, introduce yourself. Be happy to meet you guys. Um, I don't have anybody playing tonight. My son will start the game tomorrow for Northwest Rankin at, at Northwest Rankin. But looking forward to the game. Should be a crazy high school baseball atmosphere there. Should be a crazy baseball atmosphere in Baton Rouge this weekend. That's always the case. We'll get into uh, the Rebels traveling. Traveling. Couldn't get that out. Uh, the Rebels traveling down to Baton Rouge to face the Tigers. We'll get into that here in just a minute. Already a good win over Southern Miss on Wednesday. Some recruiting happening today. Dante Dowdell making a decision. We'll get into that a little bit as teammate Chris Davis picking up offers uh, almost left and right. Maybe get into that just a little bit. Here on National, not that you can't go the rest of your day without knowing this. Like I always check out this website that has the National Day on it. For instance, usually it's it's pretty dumb. Fruit cocktail day, frog jumping day, all those things, crouton day. But there's a couple of good ones. It's apple pie day. Okay, not only is it Friday, it's apple pie day. If you can't have a good day on a Friday to end the week that also happens to be National Apple Pie Day, then again, the problem may be you. And even if it's not, you have this to fall back on. It's the National Blame Someone Else Day. Isn't that America's favorite pastime across the board? Yeah, we're just, whatever happens, we just blame somebody else. Well, it's the National Day for that today. Feels like that's the National Day every day, but it is that today. Get you some apple pie today and try to enjoy your Friday to get you to the weekend. All right, a couple of things here. First, I do want to talk about the, the recruiting part first. Did make a couple of, of calls yesterday and a few text messages, exchanged some messages with some people. Um, I will never do a podcast and never go on a show or do an interview in which I speak declaratively. I don't want you guys to get the wrong impression by that. It has no bearing on how confident I do or do not feel. I just try to shoot you guys straight. Nobody ever really knows about any of this stuff. You don't really know. But I haven't heard anything different on Dante Dowdell. I think there's a good chance he decides he's going to spend the next three to four years at Ole Miss. But we'll see what happens today with all this NIL stuff. And look, that's just um, – I think we're still trying to figure out how to talk about NIL. 
because uh, it's it's like these coaches that get in front of a podium. They're still uncomfortable talking about it because in years past, you could not talk about this stuff. You're scared to death that you're going to get yourself in trouble. You're going to say something you shouldn't. And even now, I think a lot of these guys are just scared to say something. So what do they do? They just get in front of a podium and they just lie through their teeth. I mean, every one of them, it feels like. Guys that are, hey, look, we don't tamper with players uh, at places. We don't have anybody on our staff, not that I know of. I heard Nick Saban saying that this week. Um, Who was mad? I can't remember who lost a player. Was it Oklahoma State They get that Bama grabbed somebody from? I can't. I really can't remember. I don't think it was them. It was somebody else. Dang it. I knew I was going to forget something like that. But a head coach at oh, Satterwhite mentioned it from Louisville. Somebody had been tampering. Of course there's tampering. There's tampering everywhere. Look, and it's as blatant as just going through a third party. Hey, look, they have a kid. We, we need a quarterback next year. Well, what about so-and-so starting quarterback? Is he happy over there? How do we get in touch with him? Go through, go through his high school coach. Go through a seven-on-seven coach. I mean, it, it's so rampant. It's everywhere. I just kind of laugh at the guys that have no shame to get in front of a microphone and completely lie through their teeth. At the same time, I understand it. What else is, what else is Nick Saban going to say there? Oh, yeah. We tamper with that guy. We got him. That was a good one, huh? I mean, I get it. You're in a tough spot. But uh, these head coach jobs, you almost can't get into it these days without being a little shady or at least willing to get in front of a microphone and say something that you don't really believe. It's just, it's part of it. The guy that, like I've said before, that tends to come across as sincere is Lane Kiffin, who just comes out and says, yeah, everybody's paying players. And there's these huge budgets for it. Because of course there are, and everybody knows it. But there's new NIL news seemingly every day that comes out. The NCAA with their news, they're going to crack down on this. They're not cracking down on it. Coaches that aren't happy about the transfer portal. Look, coaches have been sitting on these kids for years, blocking out schools they can transfer to. Oh, yeah, you can transfer to Timbuktu, but you can't go here, 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 here. All the places that would be good for the player. So I'm sorry if I can't feel sorry for coaches who have been lording this stuff over players for years, suddenly crying about it now. I just don't, I don't, I just can't. I just can't. Uh, But hey, this did strike me yesterday. I don't want to do an NIL show. We're already six minutes into this. Real quick, one minute before we knock out some baseball and some recruiting. This struck me yesterday. I don't know how they can change it, but this is the real issue at hand here. And I felt like I had an epiphany here. Because I don't completely agree with like Ross Dellinger, who's an awesome guy uh, with the Sports Illustrated now. He's done great work with the NIL coverage. I don't completely disagree with these people when they say you can't go backwards now that the transfer portal is what it is and you can't take it away. See, I don't I don't agree. I think the the rare or the one of the few spots there's still some power to change things is with the transfer portal, eligibility, those kind of things. You can't change NIL dollars which it looks like they're, they're choosing the wrong fight. They're not going to win that one. That's a Supreme Court issue. They're not going to win the NIL fight. But you could still do something about eligibility, the ability to transfer. So I'm not in the place where you can't change that. You can, because these two things together don't operate very well. Because basically what you have is this. I'm talking about the reality of not the textbook, 
you know, what the actual rules are. I'm talking about the actual practice of NIL. Everybody has these huge funds they're using to recruit players and sign them to a contract. That's what's happening. But basically, you have a professional model now with no contracts, which is what the transfer portal is. It'd be like the NFL having just opt-outs whenever a player wants out. You sign with so-and-so, you don't like it, you got a better I just, I'm out, I'm done. It's, it seems like it won't work because it won't work. You know, it's, it is what it is. However, the alternative is you take what you're trying to call an amateur sport and then you turn it professional. And at that point, players are professionals. Well, then you kind of sever it from education and it becomes something different. You're now an employee. You're treated differently than you are as a student athlete. So I, I'm interested to see where this goes. That's really where we are. It's the NFL in practice, but there's no contracts that hold players to a place anymore, which that's not tenable. That will change. Or like I said, you make it a professional sport to where literally you're signing players to NIL deals, quote unquote, but you're signing them to a contract, but it has stipulations. You're not transferring because you just signed a three-year contract. Uh, that's the alternative here. So we'll see what happens with all of it. Um, I don't know, but there's something new coming out on that every day. Back on the recruiting thing, I do think, Dante, today, if I had to guess, if you just put me on the spot, hey, Chris, pick a school. Yeah, I would pick Ole Miss. I think he would be a great representative of the university. I think that kid's done everything right in recruiting, which is kind of funny because I'm talking to him in January and he didn't have hardly anything in terms of offers. And this is how crazy recruiting can be. Sometimes fans, you guys should see this for what it is. And just because I'm covering it now and I'm in it, it doesn't change my feelings about it. Some of this is such bull. I mean, it just is. A kid in January, same player, nobody was sure they wanted to offer. And now five months later, he hasn't played a game, like done nothing. He's performed at camps and all that, but it's camps. And now all of a sudden, he is this super hot commodity that most everyone wants in five months. It, it's almost like guys are watching each other to see who likes who. Well, if he likes him, well, then I like him all of a sudden now. I mean, it doesn't come down to just a pure evaluation. There's just so much more that goes into the evaluation process, the whole recruiting process. And some of it, like I said, some of it's bull. But for that kid, he was worried back in January. just And he was frustrated. And now he's in a different place completely in May. And I was hopeful he would get here, and so was he. I'm happy for him. And look, I'll be happy for him if he picks somewhere besides Ole Miss. I just want him to find a good place, something that's a good fit for him. I do think Ole Miss would be a good place for him. But I don't know what all his options are in reality. You know what the details are on, on paper. Uh, but we'll find out today. So hopefully you get some good news there. Chris Davis, his teammate, is just a junior, but he's getting offers rolling in. Missouri's offered since Ole Miss offered him. State's offered him. Um, he's getting a lot of interest. Maybe there's the chance that you get one this year, one next year. We'll see. Uh, but those are the recruiting guys that you're watching today with, with Dante Dowdell. We'll see what happens with him. And the rest of them we've talked about already earlier this week. These are rolling into next week. And we'll talk about some more recruiting on Monday. Now, the big baseball weekend. 
I did a, an interview this morning with uh, Doug Colson, Mark Alexander, here on our, well, what's the station? 106.3, The Fan. We have two sports stations now. I was on ESPN Radio, The Zone, 105.9. We have a sister station, 106.3, The Fan. And they do their morning show. Went on there, and we talked a lot about Ole Miss. I think the pitching kind of is what it is right now. Hunter Elliott's helped a ton. The Friday nights that they're getting from, um, I'm mispronouncing this, Delucci, Delucia. I always butcher that. For some reason, I always butcher Mike Bianco's name. I want to call him Bianco. I don't know where that comes from, but you do you have these names that no matter what happens or how much time passes, you just can't remember how to pronounce it correctly no matter what? I mean, those are a couple of mine right now. But the pitching, I think, has turned into competitive. You know, not upper tier, not lower tier, just it's kind of in the middle somewhere. If they get that competitive pitching, I think the rest of the year is dependent on the lineup. If it wants to act like the best lineup in the SEC or one of the two or three best lineups in the SEC, they can go to Baton Rouge and do something. They can come back home next week against A&M and do something. But I think it's dependent on how they swing it. Can they push runs across? And lots of them. If they do, then there's still something to play for this year. You get your foot in the door in the postseason and see what happens. Uh, we've mentioned this before, baseball. They just need something to bring it all together. Major League, all we need now is something to bring it all together. You know, Lou Brown, stickers on the female owner, and you're peeling a sticker every win. They just need something to tie it together. Maybe they go on a run here. Or, you know, the other half of that is maybe they go to Baton Rouge this weekend, and basically at the end of it, it looks like the year's over. So a lot riding on the three games coming up starting tonight. Um, I'm optimistic. I think it's I think it's there for them to play well, but um, I'm anxious to see what these next two weekends hold and you know how that impacts the the program going forward. Mike Bianco going forward, coaches going forward, and we're about to learn a lot. We're about to learn a lot there. Uh, that's your Friday rundown here on the Rebels Two Four Seven Podcast to end another week. Second week of May, believe it or not. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Always appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you Monday.